Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I am your host, the sports historian, Lex Anderson, here to talk about all dang Yankees and, of course, some MLB breaking news and hot topics. First and foremost, starting with the New York Yankees, the toast of Major League Baseball taking the third and final game of a three-game set against the L.A. Dodgers. Final score, 4-1. Aaron Judge did not play, but I will get into that in a minute. Domingo Herman dominated the Dodgers lineup. He goes six and two-thirds innings, giving up four hits, one earned run, a walk, and six strikeouts on the day. The plus side is that with that 4-1 final score victory, the Yankees have a 10-9 all-time regular season record against the Dodgers, and the New York Yankees now have a winning record in the regular season against all of the other 29 franchises in Major League Baseball. And this is something that the Yankees did, gutting this out. This was definitely a good game, and not only was it a good game, it was on the nationwide sports leader their Sunday night game, prime time, bright lights activated, national stage was set, and everybody got to see the Yankees in prime time. Because what do I always say? When the Yankees are on the road, one of two things happen. They put fans in the stands, and they also give them something to go home with. As it was young rookie Anthony Volpe with a two-run shot in the ninth inning that gave The Yankees, the 4-1 lead, it was originally 2-1, but thankfully, with that two-run homer, there was some extra insurance runs as Clay Holmes gets the win and Wandy Peralta gets the save. However, Aaron Judge did not play after injuring his foot on Saturday when he caught a ball and crashed through the Dodgers' bullpen gate which was really crazy, um, which I will talk about next. Just want to make sure I give Domingo Armand all his props and the Yankees as well. And the history, Brooklyn Dodgers, New York Yankees, you know, so much needs to happen for the Dodgers to play the Yankees in the World Series. That would be great. That would truly be something that I think all sports fans would enjoy. Uh, It was also announced before the game that Nesta Cortez will be on the IL due to a shoulder issue. (sighs) Boy, that really sucks. (laughs) That really does suck. Like the Yankees continue to uh, suffer injuries at a devastating rate, but yet miraculously they keep on winning. So the exciting game was on Saturday, of course. Aaron Judge hit his 19th homer, made that beautiful catch in the corner and right. Again, crashing through the bullpen gate. Uh, He did suffer an injury to his big toe. It's now Tuesday, actually. So um, Monday they said he would go for x-rays. I guess we're just, you know, fingers crossed waiting for that. Uh, The highlight, though, of the Saturday game was that we had... Ace pitcher Garrett Cole dominating six innings, one earned run, five Ks, two walks. He remains perfect 
on the season at 7-0. He was pulled in the seventh inning due to cramping. So that's what that ha- that's what happened with that because I know on social media people were going crazy when they saw that Cole did not come out for the seventh inning. And, you know, of course, the chance of fire, <laughs> fire Aaron Boone. So uh, the bullpen held it down. Wandy Peralta, Michael King, Clay Holmes all combined to hold it down. And the beauty of this game, 6-3 final score victory, of course, for the Yankees, is that Jake Bauer hit two two two-run home runs, each one over 400 feet into the California sky. First one, 414 feet. The second one, 409. So you have over 800 feet of home runs, again, sailing through Dodger Stadium. Aaron Judge, again, hit his 19th. And that's what you love to see. Oh, and Oswaldo Cabrera, the young man, was actually heading back to Triple A. But Greg Allen suffered a hip flexor, another Yankee injury. So he got called back. He made it just in time for the game. And he delivered a solo shot in the ninth. So again, Bronx Bombers putting a Bronx beat down on the Dodgers. Love to see it. Gotta have it. And, you know, there's something I have to address on this podcast episode, which, excuse me, I find very annoying. Uh, at least when it come, pertains to the Yankees on the road, the announcers call Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge. That is not Aaron Judge's real name. Aaron Judge is Yankee captain Aaron Judge, MVP Aaron Judge, captain of the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge. And after crashing in the bullpen gate, you could also call him Superman Aaron Judge. Uh, The New York Yankees have been around for 121 seasons. Aaron Judge is the 16th Yankee captain in their storied history. It's one of the greatest titles that could be given to an athlete in North American sports. So I need these announcers to address Aaron Judge again by his proper name. And that would be MVP, Yankee captain, Aaron Judge. Plain and simple. Show this man the proper respect. Because Judge, he's got the great smile. He's signing autographs. He's a great teammate. And he is also the AL Player of the Month, the month of May, excuse me. Listen to these numbers. Average .342, 12 home runs, 25 RBIs, 23 runs, an OPS of 1.356. Just call him MVP, Aaron Judge. Just give him another... MVP. Just give it to him. The Aaron Judge effect. Aaron Judge at home. Average 0.283. OPS 0.852. Eight home runs with 18 RBIs. However, on the road, he is hitting an average of 0.365 with an OPS of 1.384. 11 home runs and 22 extra base hits. Right. So... Aaron Judge, he is definitely a primetime guy. And 
again, the Aaron Judge ripple effect. This season, when Aaron Judge hits a home run, the Yankees are 14-1. and one. So, with that being said, <clears throat> I definitely hope that they have some good news in regards to uh, the status of his big toe. It's really crazy. The Yankees with these injuries that I already mentioned, Greg Allen with the hip flexor going to the IL. It's crazy. Thankfully, the Yankees keep winning, but uh, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. It's definitely a very trying, definitely a very trying season, unfortunately. And I will talk about the first game. Hold on here. Let's get these notes. So on Friday, it gets it got started with the Yankees losing the series opener to the Dodgers. Final score 8-4, which I had actually taken a nap to stay up to see. And uh, <laughs> I definitely was sorely disappointed as Luis Severino gave up six runs in the first inning in route to that 8-4 final score victory. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that Boone put him back out to start the second inning. Uh, Severino did go four innings, uh, giving up seven total earned runs with only two Ks and a walk. That would be all Clayton Kershaw needed as he went seven innings, giving up two earned runs, nine Ks and a walk for his first career victory over the New York Yankees. So, being a sports historian, I have to note that in the annals of sports history, that on June 3rd, 2023, Clayton Kershaw, pitching for 16 years, finally beat the New York Yankees. So I'm sure that's as probably as big as winning the World Series for him as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the only saving grace in this loss was that Giancarlo Stanton and Josh Donaldson both returned from the IL and had an immediate impact. Josh Donaldson hit two home runs in this game. And uh, Big G, Giancarlo Stanton, picking up where he left off, crushing one 417 feet. And even freaking Donaldson, his first home run was 446 feet and his second one was 418 feet. So we have like, yeah, a little over like 450, excuse me, 850 feet of home runs. So uh, yeah, well, maybe 840, 840 feet of home runs. So that's pretty insane. So hopefully they will be with the Yankees for quite some time. Damn, I'm, I was really hoping that the Yankees could have came back to get that victory. But, you know, hey, Kershaw getting his first victory against the Yankees. I really can't be mad about that. I also want to give props to Mookie Betts. He was tearing it up. Four for four with a walk, three RBIs. And he hit two home runs on the game. And again, the beauty. Yankees, Bronx Bombers on the road. That game on Friday, season high, 52,534 fans turned out. 
It would be, man, it would really be so great for Major League Baseball, though, for the Yankees to face the Dodgers. They've met in 11 World Series. That's insane. That is insane. <laughs> uh, it's the first time the Yankees have been at Dodgers Stadium since August of 2019. Mookie Betts also did have a leadoff home run. And there's also some more stuff here about Mookie Betts that I want to give props to because, you know, there's definitely a shortage of African-American men playing baseball. So Mookie Betts, on that Friday, he notched four plus hits, hit multiple home runs, hit a leadoff home run, had a multi-hit inning, that would be that devastating first inning, and he stole the base, becoming the only MLB MLB player in the modern era to post that kind of stat line in the same game. Yeah, it was definitely fire to see. Four for four, two home runs, three RBIs, two runs. So Mookie Betts doing the damn thing. I ain't mad. I really want the Yankees to win a World Series. That's what I really want. So, uh, you know, regular season accolades by the wayside. I also want to add, as I get ready to segue into some other MLB talk, because the Yankees do start a series tomorrow. So let me just take a look at that. I believe it is the Chicago White Sox. So the Yankees did end their road trip very successful. It was six games. The Yankees came out on top four wins to two losses. And starting tomorrow will be a three-game set against the Chicago White Sox. And then after that, there will be a three-game set against the Boston Red Sox. And then after that, we will have, wow, a two-game Subway Series with the New York Mets. That'll be crazy. And wow, then another three-game set back on the road taking on Boston. Whew. And then return home <laughs> for a three-game set against the Seattle Mariners. And then another three-game set against the Texas Rangers. And then on the road for a three-game set against the Oakland A's. So it will be a very busy month for the New York Yankees. Oof. People who don't like baseball or say that baseball players aren't athletic, you, you need to stop with the small-minded thinking and get with the action. You are, you're missing out. If you're not watching baseball, honestly, you're missing out. At least watch highlights or catch some MLB network. Like You don't want to miss out on all this wonderful action we have going on. And now as I segue to other topics around MLB, uh, over the weekend it was announced that the Red Sox have placed, speaking of Boston, right, have placed Chris Sale on the IL with left shoulder inflammation. 15-day IL. So uh, that's pretty devastating for Boston. But now and forever here in the Sports Opinion Log, it will always be F Boston. But, you know, I am not a fan of players that fall to injuries because Lord knows the Yankees have more than their fair share of uh, players that have fallen to injuries. And also something else 
regarding the Texas Rangers, right? The Texas Rangers, they have been dominant, but they have placed Jacob DeGrom. He is on the 60-day IL, but if you check the injury report, sadly, you would know that that is nothing new when it comes to Jacob DeGrom, which really, which again, really sucks, but the Rangers, they are definitely bopping their way all over Major League Baseball. They're averaging seven runs a game, so, uh, you know, they are definitely (laughs) no joke. But again, Jacob DeGrom, 60-day IL. That's definitely not a good look. But it's a part of his history. So, But on the plus side, they do have Nathan Evaldi, who to this day, I will still not understand why the Yankees never kept Nathan Evaldi. Over his last seven starts... ERA of 0.68. That's insane. (laughs) Like, that is outrageous. Like, that is pure domination. It just really is. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, Evaldi was with us for a bit. But for whatever damn reason, it just didn't work out. And that sucks. Because I would have loved for the Yankees to have you know, kept him around. Lord knows we could have used his arm because Lord knows arms are definitely (laughs) kind of a short thing on the list here for the New York Yankees, for real. I was trying to actually look up what, what game he recently pitched, but all I see, honestly, is the Texas Rangers just continue to just put up big numbers. Like, they have scored... 10 plus runs. Ah, here we go. So Nathan Avaldi, excuse me, on Friday, he had shut out the Seattle Mariners. That was, oh, no, excuse me. Sorry, that would be Jim Gray. Okay, you know what? I am going to move on from the Texas Rangers and make sure I get my pages in the proper order. So my apologies about that. Just going through this Texas Rangers stuff. I guess sometimes... I tend to do a little too much, so my apologies for that. But I will stick to what happened earlier today. And earlier today, the Kraken, L. Gary Sanchez, hit his first home run in Petco Park for the San Diego Padres. So that's pretty cool. The Padres got the victory 5-0 over the Chicago Cubs. And it's always a good day when the Kraken hits a home run. Because, you know, obviously being a former Yankee, Greg Snell, Blake Snell, excuse me, he was nasty going six innings, zero earned runs, eight Ks, and only three walks in the victory. Woo-wee. Kraken back in effect. But I would also like to talk about really quick because, you know, nothing is worse than seeing teams that I hate play one another. But Tampa Bay, they rolled the Boston Red Sox final score 4-1. And 
that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> but it really sucks when I hate both teams. Because obviously, Boston Red Sox, Yankees, that's a rivalry. You know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're like forever adorned in the side of the Yankees. So, you know, I'm happy with it. Um, but again, I despise both teams either way. But any chance that the Red Sox can be buried, I will take it. Because no matter how bad the Red Sox play, and they're actually at 30 and 30, they're at 500, they will always step up uh, for the Yankees. With this victory, though, the Tampa Bay Rays have beaten Boston for the third straight game. They've improved to 7-1 against Boston this season, 43-19 overall. So, uh, yeah, you know, I talk about the Rays being a dorn in the Yankees side, but they absolutely own the Boston Red Sox. But again, both teams can go to hell. Earlier today, I saw on Twitter, Garrett Cole was trending. My heart was racing when I clicked on his name, fearing the worst, which I'm not going to say because that would be putting the onus on him. <clears throat> but it seems that Toronto Blue Jays' fake-ass ace pitcher, Alex Manoa, who had called Gary Cole one of the biggest cheaters in MLB, has been getting his ass handed to him. He got annihilated by the Houston Astros, which are no joke. The, the Astros, their offense, you don't want to be sleeping on the mound against the Astros. So, one third inning, couldn't even get out the first inning, giving up seven hits, six earned runs, a walk, zero Ks. His season ERA goes up to 6.36. Last season, his ERA was 2.00 or 2.20. Let me follow up on that. Okay, yeah, ERA of 2.24, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so it's nearly tripled. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Everybody's saying it's mental. Well, let's read the damning stats. Minoan is now 1-7, and seven, didn't get out the first inning, it's his seventh straight losing decision. Again, six runs on seven hits and walked one. And the ERA went from 5.46 to 6.36. Hilarious. And even funnier, when I was watching the lowlights, <laughs> Jeremy Pena hit a bunt down the third baseline. And this man actually began walking alongside the baseball, waving and blowing at it, hoping that it would go foul. Which it didn't. Like, dude, why are you not making a play on the ball? You're like a freaking living blooper reel. Alex Manoa has now given up 45 runs so far this season in 58 innings pitched while allowing only 55 runs in the 196.2 innings that he pitched last season. But again, that's fine. Because, like I say, the Toronto Blue Jays are nothing more than a doormat in the AL. They can, they consider themselves to be a fake, 
dominant team, but they're not. They're really not. And that they need to be held accountable for being the frauds that they are. They're frauds. <laughs> oh, Lord. Jersey Knights. Excuse me, I'm thinking Las Vegas Golden Knights. And you know what's interesting though? Sports Opinion Log being here live and direct in New York City. I'm starting to see a lot of Texas Rangers hats. A lot of people are walking around with Texas Rangers fitted caps. That's very interesting. Very interesting. And also, I see here, too, that the Texas Rangers are the only MLB team not hosting a Pride Night. Very, well, you know, it is Texas. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised Florida is. It's like... How is it only the Texas Rangers? That's uh, that's insane. Uh, yes, and excuse me. Uh, correction on that. The Texas Rangers are actually averaging 6.5 runs per game. Wow. Hey, but you know what? They put the money into the team and things are doing good. So, you know, that's all you can hope for, honestly, as a fan. That, you know, your team spins big. They have the billion-dollar stadium. So you want everything that comes with it. You know, you want the bells. You want the whistles. You want good offense. You want your team to bash the other team senseless <laughs> with home runs, you know? Ah, here we go. And you know what? I'm making up for it. The Texas Rangers have 16 games so far this season with 10-plus runs scored, tying the 1936 New York Yankees for the most 10-plus run games through the first 58 games in a season. So if you're still here listening to me, thank you for allowing me to come through with this stat that I was so desperately searching for. You can also find me on Twitter at Lex Anderson underscore WS. That's where I'd be going to like scour for my information. And uh, speaking of information, also being the sports historian, I have to note that last night on June 5th, June 5th 2023, that a young man by the name of Andrew Abbott in his making his MLB debut, right? Through six scoreless innings, leading the Cincinnati Reds to a 2-0 win over the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, very impressive. Uh, with that victory, the Reds avoid getting swept in four games by the Brewers. Andrew Abbott is a 2021 second round draft pick from the University of Virginia. He allowed just one hit, walked four, and struck out six. 
The young man's 24 years old and he threw 105 pitches. Of course, he did talk about the four walks that he allowed. And he promises that he will be better than that. Very impressive. Very impressive. So let's give it up for Andrew Abbott. Maybe the Cincinnati Reds could turn it around. No, let me not get carried away with it. But that's a good victory. You always want to win your MLB debut. And also, I guess this will be the ending on the sidebar. Well, no, there was something else that will be a sidebar. So Albert Pujols was trending on Twitter on Sunday. It seems that he was actually hosting the Sunday morning game, which everybody was happy to see Pujols in the broadcasting booth. And then you have some people crying that they don't have Peacock, so they weren't able to uh, take in the game, unfortunately. The Pirates, however, did complete a three-game sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the final score in that game was 2-1. to one. But everybody was happy to see Pujols there in the broadcasting booth. And it was announced earlier today that he has been named a special assistant to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred on Monday. So that is very cool. It says that he will consult with MLB on multiple topics, including player relations and issues regarding his home country, the Dominican Republic. And again, he will work as an on-air analyst for MLB Network. Albert Pujols seems to be having quite the post-MLB career. And you know what? I am here for it. He's 43. He retired after last season with 3,384 hits, 703 home runs. He's a three-time MVP, 11-time All-Star, playing 12 seasons with the Cardinals, 10 with the Angels, and one with the Dodgers. That's definitely good news. And Pujols will actually make his MLB Network debut Tuesday morning. That is cool. All right, all right. And he will also be on site covering MLB's London series on June 23rd between the Cardinals and Chicago Cubs. Okay, I am definitely here for it. And, you know, I also saw something else on Twitter. The Sun... Excuse me, David Ortiz, his son, was getting hitting tips from pool holes. Like, wow. Like, you know, that <laughs> that's when you know you're getting up in age. But you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here to enjoy it. Like freaking Big Poppy David Ortiz. His son is getting hitting tips and lessons from Albert Pulhos. <laughs> Trust me, folks. When I say the future is bright, the future is bright. So, in closing, you can vote for your favorite MLB position players. Go to MLB.com. You can vote up to five times a day, every day. Make sure you send your favorite players to the All-Star Game. I know I will be voting for the judge. And uh, I guess Garrett Cole, too. You know, DJ LeMay, LeMay you needs to definitely uh, get some more RBIs in. For me to consider him, but uh, 
Coltrane, all rise for the judge. They will definitely get my vote. So make sure to get out there and rock the vote for your favorite MLB players. Thank you very much for tuning in, sports fans nationwide. Until next time, Lex Anderson signing out.